Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Shop the biggest health and beauty brands in store or online at the lowest prices every day at Chemist Warehouse. Looking through red and black lenses, it's in the red with Justin Marshall and Ricardo Ball on SENZ. Yeah, it's rest of the season. Uh, super season is all we know right now. He's going in for further scans. Obviously, he was in a bit of pain, so we're uh, really gutted that he hasn't got the chance to finish the season off with us because he's been an integral part. Um, players player of the year, he's, he's been massive for us, so the boys are all um, hurting for Ethan. Um, know how hard he works. He's a great team man. He's always bringing a laugh to the boys, so, yeah, really disappointed for him. Yeah, really disappointing for him. Um, he's a massive part of the squad on and off the field. Obviously got voted by the players as, as our champion of the season. Um, playing some outstanding footy and he works really hard for a few run in this organisation. So really disappointed for him. All his um, good mates here that um, have put some hard work in alongside him and got around him. And we'll just make sure he uh, knows how much he's contributed and make him feel the love over the next couple of weeks. He would have had hopes of playing against Ireland, you know, if he be right for that? Uh, they're just waiting on further scans today, I think, so um, yeah, everyone's hoping for some good news around that, but we'll just have to wait and see. There we go, that is uh, Andrew Goodman from the Crusaders talking about Ethan Blackadder, and uh, Marshy doesn't sound like we're going to see him again this uh, Super Rugby season. Yeah, good evening to you, Ricardo, and to everybody joining us for uh, In the Red. Um, look, I, I called it wrong, actually, in the game. I, I thought that he had done something to his wrist, but obviously... When you, when you suffer a shoulder injury like Ethan Blackadder did, um, it's all about uh, making sure that you're not moving that shoulder. So the way that he was holding on to it in that sort of position was just trying not to let it move at all. He's tough, like his old man was, and he doesn't often show a, a great deal of pain. And you could see that he was in massive discomfort, um, which didn't bode well for... Uh, for his, uh, you know, diagnosis and and obviously um, hearing that from um, from Goody, uh, he's he's going to be out of the picture for a bit, which uh, is you know a real blow for him, a blow for the Crusaders, and again, equally for the All Blacks. Mm. So, I, I guess the good thing is that um, you know the emergence of Tom Christie, which we talked about yesterday, uh, is a real positive for for the Crusaders and for for Razor uh, because you know having him develop his game, bulk up a bit. Uh, you know, he Ethan Blackadder, whilst he'd be missed, it won't be as much as what it possibly could have been if Tom Christie hadn't made the, the gains that he has so far this season. Uh, from a rugby fan point of view, from a spectator point of view, um, not seeing Ethan Blackadder go head-to-head with Sam Kane this weekend, it sounds like Sam Kane's going to be fit for the Chiefs. Mm. Um, that is disappointing. Yeah, it is. And, 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 and in general, against that Chiefs mm. forward pack, because... Obviously, they, they've been to Christchurch this season so far. They fronted big time. You know, they were 
they were inspiring the way they played, particularly that forward pack. Like I think back to that game, and it might have faded from a few people's memories, but it certainly hasn't from mine. Uh, the the fact that they were so good with the with their clean out, with their ball retention against a very very good defensive side like the Crusaders, you know they they fronted big time that Chiefs forward pack, you know, aptly led by obviously Brody Retallick. But you know, like you say, you throw into the mix uh, Tupuvai, who's just come on. Massively this year, uh, Sam Kane, you know, uh, Sawakula, who's in conversations for the for the All Blacks. Um, you know, they, they, they are a very good outfit. Uh, Taukiaho, who's, he's got to be in the mix as well. You know, what a showdown that would have been if the Crusaders could have been at full strength with, full strength with Ethan Blackadder available. But, you know, again, I think, I believe Ricardo Josh Lord is a, a possibility mm-hmm. to, to, to be in the mix, maybe for the Chiefs. Um, you know, in these big games, you do want all your big guns. Uh, and, you know, that unfortunately for the Crusaders, they will be without Blackadder. But I certainly do feel they've got the depth uh, to still front up and, and uh, take that contest with that impressive Chiefs forward pack head on. It's going to be um, it's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a great semi final. I mean, it's worthy of a of a final. And as uh, JK said to you yesterday, you know he's uh, he's expecting the <laughs> yeah. Chiefs to come out on top. Um, uh, I don't know how tongue and cheek he was about that, mate. But um, you know the, the Josh Lord thing. I mean that he is a big body. He's a, he's like a young Brody in terms of the way he's built. So that locking combination of he's fit. Um, do you think that's where the Chiefs go? Do the Chiefs do the Chiefs name Lord alongside Brody, or do they bring him off the bench? Well, there you go, because that creates a bit of a, a head scratcher if he is available. Because what do you do then with Tupuwai? Yeah, do you move him to the blind side? Obviously, there's a vacancy there, uh, and you know you bring Sam Kane back into the mix if he is fit and available to play. Well, he'll start alongside Sawakula, and then you got Jacobson, who's you know he, he never lets you down. Um, but if you want to go big, like the Crusaders back row, um, you know, do, do you shift uh, Tupuvai to the to the side of the scrum, and then you go for Retallick and Lord, two big units in the in the middle row, and then you've got a big back five. I think that's all I've been talking about in the last three weeks. Is you know, right from the Brumbies game, that that big back five of, of the of the Crusaders. You know, that 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 presence that work rate, you know, that, that physicality that they're bringing. And, and they're not just bringing it with ball carry. Like, defensively, you know, the, the, the Reds aimed up at them big time at the weekend. It was a physical game. And the Reds, you know, they, they, they were an impressive um, forward pack themselves. And, you know, they've got the likes of Harry Harry Wilson in there, you know, Liam Wright. Um, Uru is a big ball carrier. And, and so you need, you need your back five to be really fronting and I certainly think that that's been the emergence of the Crusaders you know they they certainly it's, it's really good that we've got um, Jace Ryan to chat to in about 10 minutes the emergence of that big back row has has bulked the scrum up a bit mm. I'm, I'm not going to say this to Jason hopefully he's not listening for uh, preluding it <laughs> us talking to him later on but because mate he, he'll get the shits with me big time I know he will but you know I've not been I'm not. I don't think the, the Crusaders scrum has been as dominant as 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 years previously, and that's that's just. Yeah, it's certainly been good, and it still has had its moments where it's pushed teams around the park. But they used to do that with with consummate ease. I think also the, the, there's been an adjustment from from the teams that they've been playing, knowing that they do 
have the ability to shunt you around the field if they want to. I think teams have fronted up in that area. But, you know, last weekend, it was a real big problem for the Reds. They, they, the Crusaders absolutely demolished that Reds scrum. So, you know, you just wonder whether or not it's depowered that much by not having the 112 kgs of Ethan Blackadder in it. Um, you know, Tom Christie has bulked up, but they will lose a little bit in that area um, simply because, you, you you know, you're possibly losing 10 kgs worth of push. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, of course, the, the the other thing is that they've had the Crusaders too. You know, you talk about that uh, the dominance at scrum time. They've also, the engine room itself, you know, they were without Sam Whitelock quite a bit at the start of the season. And then just as he came back in, uh, they lost Scott yep. Barrett for a length of time due to discipline issues, you know. So they haven't had probably the number one locking combination together in the engine room as often as they'd like. No, and obviously, you know, you think about front row as well. Losing Moody was a massive blow. Mm. Cody Taylor being missing as well, you know. So you, you're, you're lacking a little bit of rhythm. Look, the players that are slotting in have done incredibly well. You know, think of Ricky Jackson, mate. Where was he a year ago? Like, honestly... Um, you know, the fact that he's been able to slot into that, that environment and, and perform, um, the, the emergence of Fletcher Newell has been brilliant for the Crusaders, probably not something, well, they'll tell you differently, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we saw that coming, don't worry about that, no, no problem whatsoever, <laughs> just, another, just another cab off the rank. But, you know, in general, the, the fact that they've had to fill some pretty big holes, you know, you, you take Moody and Cody Taylor out of the mix of a front row to... to very experienced All Blacks that have been to the coalface, that know how to, when the time is right, how to squeeze teams. You know, that their, their experience just being missing in general. Crusaders have had to fill that void, and they've done it well. They've done it reasonably seamlessly. Let, let's face it, like, what, what I'm saying is pretty harsh. You know, we're talking about a team that always has parity. Um, we're just used to them pushing teams around and bullying them around the field, but they, ha- they haven't buttoned off that much. So so what I'm kind of saying is, yeah, they've probably lost a little bit of ground, but I think certainly in the last three weeks they've, they've stepped it up a notch. And you know, having all those guys back that are fit and available and Cody Taylor back last week, uh, you mentioned you know the, the second row as well, Barrett being missing um, without his normal partner in, in, um, with Sam Whitelock. Uh, and Sam Whitelock was out for a bit at the start of the season too. So, yeah, they haven't had that usual consistency and rhythm that you'd expect from a Crusaders side for sure, but they they certainly have in the last month. Yeah, what about, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the Ford Pack, and we're going to do more of that with Jason Ryan, so we should get in some back talk uh, before we go yeah. there because that's the other thing is the Chiefs, uh, you know, it's going to be Weber. Um, and Gatlin, obviously, in the halves. But just outside of them, Quintu Pyre and Alex Nankerville have been two of the best running around uh, all season in terms of midfield backs. But, you know, Nankerville, I sort of, uh, particularly at the start of the season, I couldn't be effusive enough about his performance. So, you know, they're going to be going up against probably, what, Harvey and Goodhue or Harvey and Enor or Whayanuku mm. might be in there. I mean, that's going to be another great battle, that midfield. It is. And when you think way back to the round-robin game, Anton Leonard-Brown was playing, and, and Nankerville played on the wing. And when they named him on the wing, I thought to myself, oh, here we go. This is where the, the Chiefs are going to be vulnerable. He is a good, solid player. He runs hard. He doesn't miss his tackles. But, you know, up against um, on that day, it was Sevu Reese and Fyanganuku. 
I thought to myself that they're going to probably expose him a little bit. Like I particularly thought they'd kick to him a lot. Like you switch a guy from Uzi plays centre onto the wing and the way that contestable kicks go now, especially from halfback and how good, you know, firing a nuku and even Seva Reese to a degree, but Will Jordan in particular likes getting up there competing for the ball. You know, that, that they would probably target his wing as being a, an area where they could win the ball back, particularly from inside their own half. Man, he fronted. Like, honestly, he, he was very good in the air. Defensively, he was really sound. I was quite surprised how well he defended on the wing. Like, he he didn't turn in. He, he actually sort of sat and then he slightly drifted. But he wasn't outgassed on the outside break. So... You know, the fact that he's now shifted into centre because he's had to because of Anton Leonard Brown being there, I don't have any problems with him being exposed at all. Uh, you know, like, to a degree, um, I'm, I'm wondering defensively whether or not um, Nanai Satoru is as complete in terms of, you know, not getting himself into a situation where he's exposed and he's on his own and, and he'll make a good decision. Um, like Nankerville did in that particular game. So, yeah, that that, that battle in the centres will be really good. Like, I think probably there, there's a there, – let, let's face it, let, let, let's throw it out there, Ricardo. There, there's a there's a distinct possibility that Tupaya and Haveli are actually vying for one spot and the mm. selectors are watching that, 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 that 12 battle saying, OK, one of these two – is going to be in the mix, and one of these two um, is going to have to miss out. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot on the line, mate. It's not just a uh, a spot on the final, is it? No, and 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 I say that because I simply think, knowing Razor, he'll 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 play good here at centre, you know. And so the only the only equation that then is thrown into this this whole situation is do the All Blacks see Goodhue as a twelve? which throws another spanner in the works. But in general, probably one of the biggest head-to-heads on on the night will be Tupai Havili at 12. Mm. Two different types of player as well. You know, what what are the All Blacks thinking? What do they want? Do they want that player with footwork, um, the ability to, you know, go lateral a bit better? Like, I I think when Tupai can go lateral, okay. But I certainly do think that David Harvey is better in that space, but he's not as good direct. Um, and, and he hasn't got the ability to particularly post, not pre-contact. I think pre-contact Harvey is better, makes better decisions. Post-contact, I think Tupai's that's his strength. He's much better there. He has ability to break, but then offload. Um, David Harvey probably doesn't do that as well. Lots of different skill set coming into that jersey that, are really intriguing as to what direction they're going to go further down the line with the All Blacks. But secondly, what direction they're able to give their sides in terms of penetration and punch. In an intense game with defences are coming up hard in that zone, 12 needs to make good decisions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, good stuff, Justin. Uh, we, this is in the red here on SENZ. Ricardo Ball, Justin Marshall with you. When we come back, Jason Ryan joins us out of the Crusaders and no doubt we'll be talking scrums again. It's 18 past seven here on In the Red on SENZ. Ricardo Paul, Justin Marshall with you and uh, joining us, uh, the mastermind of that uh, Crusaders scrum, Jason Ryan. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, men. 
It's a story, mate. It's a story. How happy were you with uh, the result? Uh, and it felt like, um, from my couch anyway, uh, a more complete performance, uh, particularly from the forward pack this week than last week against that Queensland outfit. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think we showed some pretty good consistency in, in most areas um, in the set-piece sort of uh, area for that game. And, um, you know, we're pretty satisfied with that. But, you know, we know that it's uh, obviously going to be another step this week. But, yeah, we, we did reflect on that, that it was um, a pretty sound performance and good for this group to experience um, knockout rugby. Hey, Jase, thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it, particularly in, in finals week. Um, I know what an intense week that is. So thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I wanted to talk to you no about... No worries. Um, the, 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 do, do you look back as far as to how the Chiefs troubled you to be able to beat you in that round robin, or are you more thinking about where they are at now and how they've evolved? I think it's probably uh, probably a little bit of both, Marshy, to be fair. I think um, I think they've definitely um, evolved, and, but I think we have too in certain areas. Um, you know, it's one game apiece for the season and everything's on the line. Um, and it's you know it's effectively a decider of who goes into the final. So I think the Chiefs uh, showed against the Waratahs um, that their contact area was uh, massive for them in all aspects of the game. So and obviously having Brody Retallick back as a real enforcer in their pack, as I've sort of said many a time, and we got a lot of respect for him and Peter Gus and, and, and Simasoni, the big, big ball carriers um, are really strong. So um, it's yeah, we looked we looked at both, but you know we've put a lot of work into ourselves. This is the time of year where you sort of you're taking things out as opposed to putting new things in. Marshy, you're not uh, the boys aren't going to get any fitter or stronger this time of year. Now you know more than me, and I'll, I'm quite happy to admit that we're we're not talking about some other areas of uh, like for for example boating, but we'll go we'll go to scrums. Um, I watched a lot of scrums and. As you're probably really well aware, unlike a winger, I never got stuck on the side of one, and there was a reason for that. But what I wanted to ask you is, like, in terms of a scrum, when you lose someone like Ethan Blackadder, does that yep. by any means depower your scrum? Is it a simple, you know, weight ratio thing, or is it all about the eight and the collective? Yeah, it is all about the eight. Um, we put a lot of effort into I mean, the front row boys have always got their plan of how they can mm-hmm. sort of manipulate a few things up in, in the in the coal face there. But the power of the, the back five is, is immense. And, and you know, we're, we're pretty fortunate that they got that right in the weekend. And we, the boys should take a lot of confidence out of that. As you talk about Ethan. Um, if ever you, you know, listen to the commentary on the field as such and listen to the players' voices, um, when you're not getting excited about mauling, Attack, Marshy. You can actually, <laughs> you can actually hear Ethan. Ethan gives a lot of energy. He's always talking to his props and um, you know encouraging them and positive. So you know there was a, there was a bit lost there, but um, obviously uh, we've got some new boys coming in this week, which which will do a job as well. But to answer your question, yep, we do lose a bit, but um, you know it's next man in. I, was gonna, uh, I mentioned it to Marshy earlier, Jason. It's a pity, you know, that Ethan's out, not just for you guys, but uh, for the general punters in terms of seeing him go head-to-head with Sam Kane, who sounds like he's going to be back for the for the Chiefs weekend. And, you know, you bring Sam Kane and you put, well, you know, Peter Gus and maybe Tupu Vai as part of that loose forward trio. It's, um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a great battle, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, it is, and you know it's unfortunate for Ethan. It really is. He's he's really well respected in our in our team and the whole organisation. And I thought he was playing some unbelievable rugby. It was like every week he was getting better and better. And um, what we find with some of the boys, and they're just starting to, I guess, raise their head a little bit in the last few weeks. Is the hotter the contest, um, the better they go, and the more they thrive. So I think. You're going to see some uh, some big names in both packs, and some and some big uh, physical exchanges that will be, no doubt, some some quality rugby and a real wrestling match right through to the end. Jase, you boys are pros at this time of the season. You know what it takes to win, and and history shows that the Crusaders are very good at this stage of the year at getting the job done. When you look. At the weekend, you know, semi-final on your home patch. What does it boil down to, mate? What 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 do you need to execute right on the night to make sure that you stay in the fight for another week? Um, <clears throat> physicality, winning key moments, and discipline, yeah. um, as well as some real quality on-field leadership um, at key times. Um, I, I think that you know that that's the key, and you know I, I, you know we always respect our past um, as a playing group and a coaching group when we come into these moments, and we know that it's one-off games and the points table doesn't matter. Um, we took a bit of confidence out of winning that quarter-final as such last week because this group, effectively, we actually haven't there actually hasn't been any finals as such in the last couple of years. You know, it's sort of been the the most points win. Um, you know, the yeah. Aotearoa comp and the, the Trans-Tasman trophy and that sort of thing they did last year. So we talked about that and you can't assume anything um, this time of year because otherwise you're just not turning up to work on Monday. So you've got to prepare the deep, as deep as you can and um, take nothing for granted and and respect the week for, for what it is, but also enjoy the fact that this is when you want to be coaching, this is when you want to be playing and this is when you're remembered as such. No one ever remembers who wins the minor premiership. They always remember mm. who holds the trophy at the end. So that's what we thrive in and are looking forward to the most uh, for this weekend. Re- really well said, mate. You're, you're bang on. Um, final question. Uh, we don't want to keep you too long. Um, I just wanted to tap, tap into mindset. You know, like you mentioned, you know, no, nobody remembers what's happened previously and there are no bonus points up for grabs now. Do, do you guys have any influence whatsoever in decision-making on the field? Like, we saw the shambolic situation with the Hurricanes earlier in the season where Artie Savia looked to be turning to... Corey Jane was involved, and it was like, do we kick? Do we go to the line? Is your trust in the players, or do you would you send a message down saying to uh, Scott Barrett, we need to kick the three now, or is it all about the players on the field making those decisions? Oh, I think that... You know, you've got to trust your leaders, and we do a lot of work um, uh, with our leaders and, and our emerging leaders. You know, and we're pretty fortunate that we've put a lot of work into to that area with our guys that have also experienced um, some hot moments in the field. But a lot of um, you know the great leaders and, and great moments that are remembered in big games is a lot of instinctive stuff. So we, yeah. you know, you've got to trust the boys. Um, if there's if there's a little bit of grey and there's a little bit of uncertainty, yep, they might look up to the box or see what the message is, but most of the time they get that right and we trust them to do that because we've practised it either at training or, or they've experienced in big games. You know, it's like yourself. You, 
there's only so much you can do um, training-wise, but when you've experienced pressure and whether you've made the right decisions or the wrong decisions, you learn from them. Uh, again, mate, really appreciate your time. G- good luck on Friday night. Uh, and we'll see you at Eden Park the following week. <laughs> no, we'll just worry about Friday night, Marshy. We're looking forward to it. Good we stuff. Really are. We will, mate. Good stuff, Jase. Thanks very much for your time, bro. Okay, thanks. Cheers, Ricardo. Thank you. Uh, There you go, Jason Ryan with us, the forwards coach. I was going to ask you, Marshy, who's in the final next week? You've already told me. Yeah, well, uh, well, I had to get that quick back because JK took the piss out of me yesterday. So I might as well. (laughs) And, you know, to be fair, I I was very complimentary towards the Blues. I didn't say, um, you know, uh, we'll see at Orange Theory Stadium against the Brumbies because I don't (laughs) think that will happen. But. And, and I've also noticed that Steve Devine's in your studio, and I was just wondering whether or not he drove there or he actually took the Blues train in. Probably took the Blues train. Hey, there's no public <laughs> transport up here, buddy. <laughs> oh, too good. Too good, Marshy. Thanks very much, mate. Good uh, as always. Go well. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Queen's birthday long weekend, mate, and we'll catch up with you on the rugby run uh, next Sunday, eh? You will, mate, and what a great weekend we've got coming up too. Brilliant semi-finals. Looking forward to it. That should be good. There we go. That has been in the red here on SENZ. When we come back, it is Blues Brothers with Steve Devine. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.